Welcome to another episode. We've got Daniel and Wyatt back here. So we'll recap last week, which was, I think, our best week overall, probably of all time, right? I think so. Yeah. Did, ever, did everyone go three and one? No, I went two and two. But so yeah, you both you guys went three and one. I went two and two, and do yeah. If, if that Mahomes injury, I mean, I, I don't even know if we can call it a concussion. Could have been a UFC move, whatever it was. <laughs> Choke out. If that didn't happen, Wyatt might have gone four and zero. Oh. What's the overalls? <laughs> So, all right, Daniel, so you extended your lead uh, at, in the number one spot. You're 20, 16, and four. I'm 19, 18, and six. I'm just out here pushing everything. I think it's six, whatever. And then, yeah. why you're 15, 19, and one. With a miss so, week. I just got to throw that yeah. in there. Yeah, with a miss. So, what did you say? You would have gone probably, six and no that week. I probably would have so. gone five or six and no that week, yeah. yeah. So, you could just <laughs> go ahead and throw five on his. <laughs> so, me and Daniel are tied, basically. That's basically tied, <laughs> <laughs> but okay let's just go through last week's game so first game ravens bills 17-3 about no, i mean tell me what you guys think Rams game was first was oh rams yeah that's right i know yeah. espn needs to fix the way they list the results but uh so packers win by 14 so daniel we start with you since you're the the biggest rams fan here yeah man just this is uh this is pretty unfortunate you know before the game uh i kind of already knew it was gonna be rough cooper cup was out cooper cup is uh jerry goff's favorite receiver uh, as far as chemistry wise i don't know he just targets him a lot he also has a lot of receptions um so with him being out that's right off the bat kind of behind and obviously uh donald was not himself from the beginning played limited snaps didn't even start the second half uh he's just a massive obviously defensive player of the year just got awarded that this past week obviously uh massive impact on our on our front four and just the whole defense um so without him you know it's it's gonna make sense that the mvp of the league's gonna kind of pick you apart and he, he didn't have an amazing game or you know aaron Rodgers didn't have like an amazing game but uh he did what he needed to do and uh the rams you know golf his percentages is high right he had a high passing percentage but he wasn't, wasn't moving the ball like i don't know there's a lot of short passes and stuff and uh, we even had to go into a wildcat formation just to try to mix things up and there was even the trick play for the touchdown um and there was some plays that could have gone back and forth like Johnson almost had an interception in, right before the first half that could have really swung things Packers really looked at the field goal um going into the halftime which is kind of annoying and then uh obviously that Lazard bomb at the end kind of just clinched it uh we were kind of in fighting distance with seven which I was kind of surprised about just considering everything uh, with you know Donald not being himself playing limited snaps especially in the second uh, half and he only had one tackle I believe the whole game so uh, you know, I kind of, kind of figured it was going to happen. Kind of sucks, but, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, that happens. What do you, what do you think about the game, Wyatt? Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought Cooper Cup not being there was a huge deal because that's kind of like Jared Goff's, uh, you know, safety, so to speak, kind of like his yeah, rock out there. Um, also, Cooper Cup, you know, he didn't play in the Super Bowl. What was that? Three or two years ago? He's always long. injured. Yeah, he's no, he he always seems to be injured in the big games. Yeah, so I mean, I I really like Cooper Cup as a player, but yeah, he just he's always been injured in those big games, and obviously it's had a huge effect on Goff, who we know has been struggling anyway. And so not having your top target there just exasperates things even more. And so I thought that was a big deal. And then obviously you talked about Aaron Donald, you know, clearly not a hundred percent, despite whatever the Rams were saying. He only played I think like fifty four percent of the snaps, which is way below uh, <clears throat> what he normally plays. And I think it, it had a big effect on the Rams' defense. And like you said, the Packers' offense was – they were good, but they weren't great. And, you know, the Rams, they had a chance there in this game. But they just – you know, they couldn't come through in those big moments, uh, offensively mostly. And that's just what hurt them. 
Um, and one thing I, I would say, though, real quick, just jumping is that it wasn't necessarily the, the amount of snaps that Donald played. It was what he was doing on the field, man. Like, right. He was like he was just so ineffective, and you you never you never see that from him. It was yeah, exactly. You know, and you could also argue, you know, he's out there trying because he's that's just that type of person, and yeah. you know, he might have been doing a disservice to his team, as sometimes guys do when they try to play injured. Who knows? But um, I will say though that Cam Akers, that two point conversion, that little dude, that was one of the sickest plays I've ever seen. Uh, props to Sean McVay for that shit. That was really cool. They both had pretty cool plays because they had yeah. uh, McFlair had like the they put Adams in motion to get him off of Ramsey, and he was wide open for that first touchdown of the game for right. the Packers. That was a very no. Yeah, yeah, they had, like watching the game, you could tell the offensive minds just going to work there. No, totally. Uh, I thought you know this was a matchup like you just said. This was a matchup of like two two of the youngest head coaches in the league and two of the brightest minds, and it definitely showed. Um, and I think the Packers ultimately did what I, I expected them to do. They were just too much offensively. Um, but it was, it was a fun game to watch. I just think moving forward for the Rams, obviously there seems to be some tension between Goff and McVay. I'm very interested to see how that whole situation plays out. I mean, obviously Goff is under a huge contract. It's not like they're going to move him, but there is something going on there. So it's going to be interesting to monitor that going forward. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I think going back to the coaching – like we we mentioned it last week, how you know these guys are like pretty good friends and run similar offenses. It really just came down to you know one team had Jared Goff, the other had Aaron Rodgers. Right. One team was missing their number number one receiver, the other had Devontae Adams. So that's why you get the result you got. But uh, Cam Akers though, that's like one of the you know Daniel for Rams fans going forward. You have to be excited about that, right? Like, oh, no definitely. More. Yeah, I think moving forward, he's definitely going to be the sole running back next year. You know, this year in the beginning of the year, we kind of, you know, he would split carries with Henderson. And uh, mm-hmm. and so I think moving forward, he's going to get the bulk of the carries, which is going to be a good thing. And they're going to uh, utilize him kind of how they use that. Todd Gurley, because he does catch a lot of uh, passes out of the backfield like Gurley was able to uh, previously. So, yeah, there's definitely a positive moving forward. Now, David, yeah. I could totally. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I was just gonna say I could. I could totally picture those conversations between McVeigh and uh, Lafleur <laughs> after the game, like Lafleur talking shit and McVeigh being like, Dude, <laughs> "Fuck you! You have Aaron Rodgers." You know, <laughs> when, they're, when they're just like throwing, like slamming twelve packs. Yeah, know, exactly. Like, after the game, it's like, bro, I have Jared Goff. Like, shut yeah, up, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> wait, wait. Let me just clarify something. I know this from Hard Knocks. McVeigh does not drink beer. He drinks rosé like a little bitch. But oh, okay. Right. <laughs> <He does? laughs> yeah, dude. What? Okay. Well, I, I hate Rose. I, I would never touch Rose, but you know, you do you, McVeigh. Yeah. Is that like a new thing or is that just that's always been his thing? <laughs> I don't know. I just know Rose that's what, all day. That's what he cracks open, you know, when it's time to get Well, away. then he can't talk shit about Jared Goff cuz anything he says to Goff is come back to just me. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you drink every day. <laughs> nah, Goff probably likes it too, man. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't be yeah, possibly. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's how McVeigh lets Goff know that he's getting benched next year. Is there just, you know, over rose glasses? <laughs> Some sparkling okay. rose, bro. <laughs> yeah. Even worse. Okay, so the, the night game on Saturday. So this is Bill's Ravens. And in my opinion, this was like either the most boring, entertaining game or the most entertaining, boring game of all time. 20 points total. Uh, but Daniel, what do you think about this? Bill's getting the the big win and going to one game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I kind of agree with that. Just uh, with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, it's like, it's whenever he has the ball, it's like, you go always anticipating like some crazy move. And it's just like, he's one play away from, you know, breaking like a 40, 50 yard run or like 
a crazy pass and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why throughout the game, it's like it was really entertaining just to watch. Obviously, playoff football uh, is usually always pretty entertaining. But um, he did struggle in this game. Obviously, that, that last pick six kind of ended it. And then obviously with the concussion afterwards. But the game was pretty much already decided uh, after that. I'm not, not decided, obviously, because going in the fourth. But that was a big momentum swing, you know, red zone uh, interception. Uh, he definitely didn't play up to the way he's been playing. And the Bills defense really, you know, they had a, they had a great performance. They had a good uh, performance against the Colts as well. Um, so, yeah, they're just kind of rolling right now. And Josh Allen to the digs, that connection is, is continued to be uh, probably one of the number one connections in the league. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I think the Bills, the Bills are just gaining that momentum. Uh, we'll talk about this upcoming game with the Chiefs. Uh, I think it is going to hurt them that they're not at their stadium just because of how much energy they feed off with that crowd and their, their fans. They're pretty crazy, uh, even with limited capacity. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I think that definitely helped them. Uh, what did you guys think about the game? No, I agree with both of you guys in that. It was like, I think, like you said, David, it's perfect. Like it was somehow the most boring game, but also the most exciting game. Like you, you felt like there's it was always on the cusp of some big play. Um, but at the same time, there just wasn't a lot of action going on. Uh, you know, the Bills didn't attempt a design run in the first half, which I thought was just – I mean, you never see that, especially in the playoffs. It's just crazy. I mean, I get that dabble. He's trying to put the ball in his best player's hands, and, you know, that makes sense to a certain extent. But you got to run the ball a little bit. Um, and so I think going into the game, like Daniel said, we'll talk about it later, but I think going into the game with the Chiefs, they're going to have to adjust a little bit there. But, um, you know, the Bills, they had one really good drive, and it was that drive coming out of halftime. Um, Outside of that, their offense, I didn't think, was spectacular. Um, and as far as the Ravens go, you know, yeah, I, I, Lamar Jackson, that was just – that was a bad pass, man. And, you know, it just – it pretty much ended the game. Even though and I forgot crazy. to mention Tucker. Tucker with his missed Oh, right, yeah. Tucker. Right, obviously, Uber, I mean, there was a lot of – The win the so was much... crazy that game. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't talk about this game without acknowledging the win because Tucker <laughs> missing two field goals is – you just – you never see back to back. I mean, dude. Her. The look on his face was like, what the fuck? Dude, his eyes, bro. No, I know. So wide. He was the, guy was like, huh? the guy was stunned. That was being like punked or something, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he doinked two in a row on the same spot. And they weren't super – at least one of them was like, what, 30-something? Like they weren't One of them was like 60. a 41-yarder or something. Yeah, it was not a long yeah. kick whatsoever. So, uh, obviously, but, I mean, Bass missed two as well. Yeah. So, it ended up evening out. Um, but, you know, I also thought it was interesting. Even when Huntley came in, they had that pass down to uh, yeah. Hollywood Brown. If he had hit that, oh, that was such a blow! Yeah. It's not like the Ravens. That was wide open. open. It was like, damn, man! Like this was yeah. yeah. one possession game with six minutes left. You know, plenty of time. The Ravens' defense was playing pretty well. You almost thought, like, damn, you know, maybe. So I guess I nope. didn't. I wasn't blown away by the Bills. I expected them to win. I didn't think the Ravens were good enough to win this game. Um, but I think the Bills are going to have to play a lot better if they're going to beat the Mahomes-led Chiefs. Hopefully, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the bills now have two wins, which I guess in the playoffs though, you can't complain about any type of win, but they right. definitely have not looked great in either of their two wins. It's just weird to see like Singletary isn't, he's not the worst running back in the league. It's just weird that in the second half with the lead, they just refuse to give him the ball. It, right. was, it was weird, right? Like, no, it doesn't, it doesn't really make – I don't really get it. And Brian Dabble, the offensive coordinator, we know he's got a lot of credit this season. And, you know, he's been a hot candidate for head coaching jobs. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know about that, man. I really don't. Yeah. It's like I don't know if Singletary – like they have personal beef or something. Right. Why? Singletary's yeah. just standing there on the sideline like, bro, like we're up by 14. Like right. can I get one handoff at least? He had seven carries and what? 
Set the all seven must have come in the second half. Right, and it wasn't like the Bills were throwing the ball great. I mean, Diggs only had mm-hmm. fifty four yards, I think, and so it's and Cole Beasley wasn't very effective. So I don't know. It was just a weird situation all around. I expect them to run the ball. Diggs had one hundred and six. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he had one hundred and six in the touchdown. I'm bad. My bad. That might have been the first. And Beasley didn't even have a single catch the whole game, but. Okay. I think so. The reason why it was such a boring, entertaining game. So I think Daniel, you mentioned Lamar. Whenever he starts, like, get, you know, when he looks uncomfortable in the pocket, then you could tell he's about to take off. You're like, there's yeah. a possibility this is a 50-yard touchdown, um, where he leaves like eight broken ankles in the dust. And then on the other side, Josh Allen. Every time he throws the ball, you can't see the receiver on the other, you know, outside the frame. But you're like, that could be Diggs for a 60-yard touchdown, and yeah. it didn't really happen the entire game. But that's why. It was a, an entertaining game. But, yeah, Lamar, that pick is just like – I guess this is how I judge quarterbacks now because I've been playing a lot of Madden, and I'll just make some throws where it's like, you know, I was looking at my phone or, like, watching a game at the same time, and I just happened to look back and, like, snap the ball and throw a pick six. And it's like, that's what that throw was. I was just – he wasn't locked in. And dude, let me not say, tackle I, the dude. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, too, have been playing a lot of Madden, and uh... – <laughs> It's it's you really have to it, it it teaches you a lot about the game, man. It does because you can't just throw the ball anywhere, man. You can't, you know. Especially if a team's playing zone defense, you can't just chuck it out there. And that was exactly what Mar did. He just he didn't see the guy that was there and has been there the whole game, you know. So. Yep, and he was just hoping, like, all right, if I push B, hopefully he'll make a play and like, get right. the ball. oh shit, there's a guy there. And then it's like, well, let's we have a hundred yards of field to tackle this dude. Yeah, and he was just gone, like. When I first saw the dude make the pick, I was like, all right, what are you doing? Why are you running out of the end zone? Like, right. take the touchback. Oh, all right. And Lamar, what do you guys think about Lamar not uh, chasing him down? Because I was shocked. Might be fast. Yeah. No, I was shocked by it. I mean, the, once he starts running out, I'm thinking, okay, Lamar is going to get him. I mean, that I don't know who it was on Buffalo did a pretty good job of kind of like shielding, kind of screening him off. But it was kind of, I don't know. I thought Lamar would have had the speed to get to him for sure. Yeah. In that spot too, like you just threw, right? I mean, one of the worst possible picks you could throw. Like at least make the stop because yeah, the most Bills, of the time like, you'd be pretty mad and you'd try to chase. Yeah, them. yeah, I don't know. Like we mentioned, That's the Bills' offense wasn't killing it, so like maybe the Bills just get three points there, and it's thirteen to three, and then it's again, yeah, the game's not over yet. But yeah. let's just say I've seen a punters make better plays on a <laughs> whatever. Yep. <laughs> okay, let's go to Sunday. So. Now ESPN has it in the right order. So Browns Chiefs was first, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, all right, weird game. Daniel, just take it away because Chiefs win, but anything is possible, I guess. That's just all that needs to be said <laughs> about this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much, but I don't think that's going to be going into next week. Um, Patrick Mahomes, we'll just start with the obvious. Like, that was just a weird play overall, like, when he went down. Uh, initially, like, yeah, he kind of hit his head, but I, it wasn't that, like – that bad of a hit i thought and then there are some people saying he got like choked out but i don't know how you get choked out in like two seconds like i don't know he wasn't like i think a choke you'd have to go longer so i think they're just saying that so he can uh they're they're claiming he doesn't have a concussion i think that's what they're trying to claim but when you stand up dude he was out like when he stand up i was like i was like oh shit he's knocked out like i was like genuinely shocked to see him wobble like that um but overall in the game itself uh the chiefs came out you know they looked good travis kelsey was uh killing it as he usually does and the browns just had no offense that first half man they just barely even put up a field goal um and then the the second half they kind of just they had an opportunity to take the game and they just didn't i think the browns kind of blew this game with patrick mahomes not not there um and obviously you got to give it to andy Reid on that fourth down call but to steal the game that was huge 
uh, he, he went for it. And, and Chad Henney, you know, having the composure, uh, composure to, you know, make those plays at the end. But, um, but yeah, I, I kind of just think the Browns just, you know, just kind of they ruined a really good opportunity to, to kind of take advantage of an unfortunate Patrick Mahomes injury. So, you know, that's kind of that. But what do you guys think of the game? Yeah, I think someone needs to get uh, Andy Reid a wheelbarrow to fucking carry around those massive balls he's got. <laughs> that fourth down. Fourth and inches, bro. With Chad Henney, dude, fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. But hell yeah, man. I'm glad he did it. But no, I think you nailed it, Daniel. I think this game, obviously the, the Mahomes injury was crazy. It's like the scariest play in football is when you see a guy get up and kind of stumble like that. Because um, it just, you know, it just reminds you of like how violent this game can be sometimes. Uh, but, dude, Chad Henney basically punted the ball to the Browns. You know, they were down by less than a touch. They had all the momentum in the world. Like you said, they just kind of shot the bed, dude. Like, this was their moment to take over and kind of win a second kind of gimmicky game, in a sense, just because Mahomes wasn't out there. Like, it was just there for them, and they just didn't come through. They just fucked up. They were just the Browns at the end of the day. And uh, I think it's a lot – to ask your defense in the playoffs, especially in the modern NFL to like punt the ball and say, you need to stop them right away. You know, no first downs. I think that's just a lot to ask your defense. And so I would have gone for that there. I know it was fourth and seven and, but I just, you know, your defense is not the strength of your team. Your offense is the strength of your team. And I know Mahomes is out, but you know, we know Andy Reid's still great and he proved that. And the chiefs are still dangerous on offense, even without Mahomes because they have playmakers all over the field. So I just I question the Browns' decision making down the stretch, and unfortunately they just kind of choked it away. It was it was perfectly set up for them to just win this game, and they just they gave it right back to the Chiefs. Yeah, at least you know they could live with covering. At least that's for Browns fans. That's probably <laughs> that's know. a win, dude. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, silver. I line, had the Browns, but... <laughs> man. I was I was I was kind of stoked on. It. I was like, oh, plus ten. <laughs> no, dude, because it was looking good for the for the chiefs covering for a yeah. while there it then, was yeah. what was it 19 to 3 going in the halftime yeah, yeah at halftime mm-hmm. i was like this is gonna be yeah. a blow and there's also that that richard higgins play like that just we have to mention that too. yeah that we talk changes about that. the game yeah that was a massive moment yeah you're right that was that was oh, a game changing right. course sure. yeah. uh, but that is that rule by the way do you guys dislike that rule because a lot of people yeah like the rule i was like I don't mind that rule. I mean, obviously, it's a huge exchange of the momentum, but I, I don't mind the rule. What do you guys think? I heard something this week that might be a better, like, alternative. I, I think is a good, better alternative is that, like, if you fumbled it out of the end zone, you get the ball back at the 20. Because yeah. the other team's not recovering it, right? So why right. should yeah. they benefit? Why are you like rewarding them? The ball. It's like, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, it's they like caused in- the fumble. So you should reward them by moving the ball back 20 yards, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you should lose possession. It's like an inverse touchback kind of radio thing. Or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's, like uh, that's what I thought first, but then at, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, well, maybe when you're near the, you know, when you're in the red zone, you should be extra careful not to fumble it. Like I, I don't hate it now, actually. No, that's what that's kind of how I feel too. It, to me, it was always like, okay, if you're gonna extend and reach out for that pylon, that's always gonna be the risk, you know? Yeah. And I guess I mean, some people, you're probably not wrong in saying it's, it's too big of a punishment for the crime, so to speak, but like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a terrible rule. But like you said, Daniel, I think moving it to the 20 and giving it back to the offense uh, is not a bad idea. I mean, you definitely can't just give it to them at the one-yard line. No, that, definitely That makes not. no sense. Yeah. So you yeah. got you to gotta penalize yeah. them some sort for fumbling. But, like, but I, mean, I also think like, yeah. this rule, because it's the playoffs, too, it's like it puts a lot more like, spotlight. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, ooh. It's like the whole uh, the Rams, uh, Rams Saints, Pete non-PI yeah, exactly. call. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
And then they changed the rule, and that was a horrible experiment that went terribly wrong, and that they got rid of that rule. So I think they learned. That was just lesson. to please the Saints fans, just a mm-hmm. little bit. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about these rule changes is like, so like you said, something like the Saints game happens, or you know, there's been a lot of controversy around like the end zone catch rule this season. I wouldn't be surprised to see that rule change, but it's like the rules get changed, mm-hmm. but the the cases that made them get changed already happened, and you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's already in the past, and they didn't get to benefit. So. I don't know if it's it's kind of pointless sometimes, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like it shouldn't be like the the Saints Rams thing that was so like in the moment reactionary, and that's why they scrapped the rule after last season because I was exactly. they realized that was just stupid. It's like if it happens, you know, three out of the next four years that there's like a huge game okay. changed by one rule, then it makes sense to be like, okay, maybe we should change this. But just one example like that, yeah, that's not good enough. Um, but yeah, yeah, so that rule. Like now I don't hate it as much as I did initially. Um, but here's the okay, last thing I'll say about about that fourth. What was it? It was a fourth and one. Did they just need one yard? Fourth and inches. Chiefs? Yeah. Inches? Okay. I think like Andy Reid probably does have elephantitis, but <laughs> I could see him, you know, they go into the huddle and he's like, all right, let's just punch. Like, let's just try and hard snap, you know, get them off sides. And Chad Henney just goes, coach, my last name is Henney. Like I have the confidence of a person who just killed a fifth of Henny. I'm throwing this. I don't care what you call, but I'm throwing this. And that play is just unguardable. Like, what are you going to do? Tyree kill. Like if you're <laughs> well, the guy guarding kill him, too. I think if you didn't have Tyree kill, it's a little different. The, the, Tyree kill on like, that's like the way he right. ran that. Let me that's, that's the best guy in the league to run that route. No doubt about it. So uh, yeah. But I also say that run by Henny, man, that was some shit. Oh, yeah. Like that was some shit. He deserves all the credit in the world for that because that was a game-winning play. As bad as that mm. pass, that interception on the three was, and it was terrible. It was really, really bad. Like that. Play yeah, but everyone was... forgets about it because not everyone's right. right. the Henny. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like it went from Henny being the game away. Dude. Right. Exactly. He was the guy who made the Chiefs lose, and now he's the fucking hero. So. Yeah. And he's probably getting like a nice little backup QB contract next year because of that one, oh, two, yeah. three oh, plays. Yeah. <laughs> oh Pretty yeah, nice. for sure. <laughs> And Mahomes has to give him some, you know, you know, shoot him like an Amazon gift card or something. Nah, they they could be out of like the playoffs. Shades, bro. Yeah, he's got to get in that, <laughs> that two-tone Rolex. <laughs> yep. And State Farm? Dude, Chad Henney better have the best State Farm policy out there times yeah, 10. Really. <laughs> yeah, you should pitch that to them, dude. <laughs> they, to do, whoa, they should do some type of funny commercial with that, actually. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Um, you should totally pitch that. That would be a great idea. <laughs> but, okay, let's go to... So the last game, the uh, the retirement home bowl, the uh, <laughs> the Bucks versus the Saints. Man, I'm mad that I picked the Saints and it was looking so good until Jared Cook just set off a fucking chain reaction of terrible events for the Saints. But it looks like a bad score too. Thirty to twenty, the Bucks won. But uh, Daniel, what'd you think about old yeah, man Brady? Um... Yeah, the old QB game. I really just came down the turnovers and points off of turnovers, right? Because the Saints, like you said, that Jerry Cook fumble, a couple of breeze interceptions, and the Bucks were able to capitalize on, on every single one of those turnovers. I'm pretty sure they scored off of every single one. Uh, they had great field position most of the game. Uh, you give Tom Brady that type of field position, he's usually going to you know, make you pay for that, and he did throughout the game. Um, and, yeah, I, like I said, it really just came – I think the Saints – 
early on kind of showed their their rolling and I thought like you said uh David it was looking good and I thought the Saints were actually gonna come away with the win but just too many turnovers and um the second half just was not 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 very nice to the Saints whatsoever and uh it's pretty sad Drew Brees you know threw an interception on that last pass and you know you wonder if that's gonna be his last his last uh throw in in the NFL uh, to go out with an interception considering he's going to go down as probably the most accurate passer of all time, mm-hmm. uh, potentially. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic, but, um, anyways, yeah, like I said, this game really just came down to turnovers and, and the Bucks defense did a great job of creating those turnovers and, and the offense did a great job of capitalizing off of those and scoring points off of the turnovers. So that was pretty much it. What do you, what do you think? What? Yeah. I mean, like you said, um, it just it just came down to those turnovers and I mean I think Brady you know his stats early on were they weren't good at all the Saints defense was doing a great job against them but you know they just they kept getting put in these situations where they're so close to the goal line um and yeah just you know the Saints were up seven they're at the 50 yard line they they, if Cook doesn't fumble that ball they have the ball like the 35 up seven they look like they're probably heading into the end zone or at least going to kick a field goal go up a couple scores and just control that game the Bucks offensively hadn't shown a ton up to that point. So I guess, yeah, if I'm a Saints player or a fan, I, I'd be pretty sick over this game just because it felt like outside of those turnovers, you played the better game and, you know, it just, it just, you lost in the end because, you, you know, your guys couldn't get it done. I mean, I think to me, the underlying controversy of this game in a way is that I know it's impossible to take out Drew Brees and what's his final game is, but I don't know. Part of me wonders, God, man, if Jameis Winston was in there, would the Saints have had a better chance to win this game? Because I don't think Breeze attempted a pass over 20 yards dude, the whole game. Dude, he can't throw the ball. Exactly. That that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, hey, Michael I mean, Thomas, dude, zero catches? Or I think it were one catch? Right. Like dude, no, he had zero catches. And, and Michael Thomas wow. hasn't had the season. He's, you know, we known him for. But, I mean, God, man, like – Michael Thomas can't have zero catches in a. In and I think a, moving like forward, just quick comment on that. I think moving forward, Breeze has got to acknowledge that dude. He's just he's, yeah, he he's mentally one of the best QBs, but he can't physically do it anymore. I yeah. feel like and he's just gonna hinder. You know, you're just no, gonna he's, really he's retired. He's done. Yeah, you think so? Well, he said he was gonna think about it or whatever. Oh, really? Okay, I thought yeah, I thought he but, retired. No, he enough. said like, oh, you know, like like last year, I'm gonna think about everything and uh, I'll make a decision or whatever. But I think you got to realize that you're only costing your team. Yeah. Potentially, but I mean, if Sean Payne, if Sean Payne wants him back and they want to run it back, I mean, I just feel like it's gonna be the same result next year. Yeah, no, no, no. Arms gonna be weaker. Uh, no, because I think a lot of people have been talking. Is is Drew Brees hurting the Saints? Um, you know, we saw him last year go five and zero with Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, he didn't do a ton, you know, but uh, I just don't know. They you have know? they have such a great team yeah. too. It's know? like you see yeah. Jameis. You know, I know it was a trick play that one play where he throws a touchdown, but. It just makes you wonder, man. Like, I, I guess, like I said, it's an impossible – I don't blame Sean Payton because taking out Drew Brees in what could potentially be his last game is, like, it's such a hard fucking decision to make. Um, and not, I'm not sure that's a decision I could have made. But yeah, I, I, do think, I do think that Jameis maybe would have given them a better chance to win the game. Uh, but like you said, Dan, it really just came down to turnovers. Uh, uh, Winfield forcing that fumble, that's the play of the game by far. And uh, – it's unfortunate for the Saints, another disappointing playoff season, and <clears throat> it's one step closer for Brady to the Super Bowl. So here we go, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I just have to say the thing about Michael Thomas, so he is having multiple surgeries this offseason. So apparently he was playing with a torn deltoid. I think that's like the back of your shoulder, like your back, that area. And then also 
multiple other injured ligaments in his ankle. So well, his ankle was the one that I think that, that uh, made him miss some time, right? Throughout, and then he also earlier in the year, like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> injured back, injured ankle, punched his teammate in practice. So a lot of different things going on for him. But so that obviously hurts. And then honestly, as much as I think, I, th- I mean, I know I like to, but I think we all like to make fun of Taysom Hill and that contract he got. Him not being active for this oh. game that definitely hurt because. You know, even though it was like he was kind of like a gadget player, he did the plays he would get in for for the Saints. They were effective a lot of the times. Well, and they were um, there. You tend to be like significant moments in the game too. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and that's and he is like you know obviously they put him in to run the ball a lot, so that's that would help with you know milking the clock and whatever you know controlling the clock and all that. But really, Jared Cook, you just ruined Drew Brees' potential final game. Like yeah. that's why going back to that. If you fumble out of the end zone, I kind of don't hate that rule because fumbles are the worst thing you could do in football. Yeah, like you, you can't, have you can't ball. fumble, man. Yeah, like you have the ball. Like in high school football or college, if you fumble in the game, they make you the coaches make you walk around school with the ball, like <laughs> holding it yeah. all day. So like, that's the worst thing you could do. So I mean, dude, yeah, we've seen no, yeah, we've seen players, you know, running backs usually get benched for weeks on mm-hmm. end for one or two fumbles. So it's it's just it's the worst thing you could do. And it's not something – you're not supposed to fumble in the NFL. You're just – you're really not supposed to. And like you said, even in high school, you're not supposed to fumble. So, you just – yeah, Jared Cook there, you, you got you to gotta hang on to that ball. Man. It's all right. Yeah, so she has like a veteran receiver. But anyway, it's kind of like we mentioned with the Bills, how they weren't overwhelming in either of their wins. The Bucks were even less whelming, even more underwhelming, I would right. say. Like For sure. beat up on the NFC East team and then – lose to a Saints team where yeah, Drew Brees that's throws the three Brady picks. path to the, to the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a, so, Tom yeah. Brady is one lucky motherfucker. Man. I, he's, listen, Tom Brady is the no, greatest. No, mentioned it last week. Like, no, no, I know. He oh, is, yeah. dude. He is the greatest, but he's so lucky, and you can't deny it. He's had so much go in his favor, especially in the playoffs. It's just a fact, man. It's just a fact. Yep, he's so good, but also so lucky. Right, you know, and to like, win a championship, to you got to yeah. be – because there's a lot of great players that have never won a championship. And even Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's got one Super Bowl. Maybe he gets another this season. I don't know. But uh, it's it's that hard to do it. And I think the fact that Brady has that many, it just goes to show how fortunate he's been over the years. Yeah, yep. And remember, it's always like people – that would, you know how people would say the Patriots were so lucky to get that many buys in the first round. Right. And now I know this year they took out the bye for the two seed, but the the Bucks got a bye. They played the NFC East team, Washington. Right. That's a bye, and exactly. here he is again. But do yeah. you think Philip Rivers is staying at home watching that? Well, no, he's he's good. He's he retired. He's, like, he's fine. But he's probably watching this like fuck yeah. it, Dad Gum Brady. Like, Golly, <laughs> well, didn't he want to? Wasn't he going to go to Tampa Bay before before Brady? Like, wasn't that Rivers? Oh, was that not a thing? Like, was it? Nah, I mean, it might have been a rumor. I don't know. You know, it's possible. Dang. I mean, his family lives in Florida, so I would. Yeah, agree. I think that's what it was. That's right, yeah. The season we were talking about him uh, potentially going to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say back to the, you know, Andy Reid making that crazy ballsy call on fourth down. I was going to say, do you think Frank Wright was at home? Like, see, that's what I was trying to do against the Bills, <laughs> but all my aggressive calls went wrong. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Let me make sure I got my times right. Man, this is going to be a little bittersweet here we have two great matchups but no games on saturday now but so we'll start with that game bucks packers in lambo supposed to snow we uh 
We did some research after last week. 32 degrees is the temperature that's going to be. That's when snow is formed. <laughs> I had to hit up my middle school science <laughs> yep. teacher. So science. We start. <laughs> so we'll start. Daniel, who do you got? Uh, Packers favored by three points. Um, yeah, so I got I got the Packers in this. Minus three. You know, the line's pretty small at home. Um, I feel like they're kind of just rolling right now. I know the Bucks have, have won like five in a row, and they're kind of they're rolling as well. But um, like we just previously mentioned, the Bucks really haven't they haven't had amazing or great performances in the playoffs, right? And they kind of yeah they had those takeaways in the last game, but without those takeaways, you know, they could potentially would have lost. So I just think the Packers are kind of rolling right now. The offense looks good. Devontae Adams uh, is is killing it, and I think he's going to continue to kill it. And that that connection right there, that's going to continue to roll. Um, the Packers, their run game uh, has looked at uh, really good all year, kind of, right? They have multiple backs that do it as well. Um, with Dylan, the rookie, too, he's, he's had a great burst as well, especially in the snow games because he played, I think, played in Boston College, something like that. I don't know. His, his numbers in the snow are, like, far better than his – I don't know. It's weird. His splits. But, uh, anyways, yeah. So, I, think, I, I just think the Packers are rolling right now. And I think Brady on the road, yeah, he's used to playing in the snow and whatnot. But – I just think the Packers are just a better team overall. And, and the, the game, when it gets down to this, I don't know, to me, it's just a gut feeling. And I just think the Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl. They just kind of seem like a Super Bowl bound type of team this year. So, and the coaching as well. I, I love the play calling and I'm sure they're going to have some, some great play designs against the Bucks defense and uh, throw them off their game. So, so yeah, my picks Packers minus three. What do you think? What? No, I mean, I was about to just say the exact same thing you said. It's just kind of like a, a gut feeling with the Packers. They just have that, that look of a team that just seems to be rolling and just seems to be destined to, I think to probably win the Super Bowl this season. Um, but Same. yeah, they just, they just look really good. And like you said, the Bucks, they just, the Bucks haven't really played a great complete uh, football game in the playoffs yet. And this has been a team that's, you know, they've had their problems offensively uh, a lot of the season. Um, you know, I, th- I think a- Antonio Brown's a little banged up. Mike, Wood- Mike Evans, he's going to, they're all going to play, but I don't know if those guys are hundred percent. Not to say that is anyone hundred percent in the NFL at this point mm-hmm. in the season, it's probably a stretch, but I think it, it plays a factor. And uh, I just think the cold, you know, uh, the cold Rogers will- is rolling, man. Right. Exactly. And the, the cold will have an impact and Rogers, he just, he looks like a guy who's just living life right now. Yeah. He's just happy with who he is and uh, where he is in life. And I just think that matters. And like it, it, it kind of goes into how you play football. And uh, I like the Packers here minus three. I think they win this game by at least a touchdown. Yeah. I, I hope mean, it's a good game though. I really do. I'm hoping for like, I'm hoping yeah. for a classic. Cause part of me could see this, like, you know, you hype up the quarterback matchup and then it ends up being like a 21, 17 defensive battle, you know, I could see it happening, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going with the Packers here too, but I do think no matter what, if it's a defensive battle or shootout, it's going to come down to, you know, some a clutch drive from either one of these quarterbacks, but I'm just – I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. And the thing about the Bucks, like we mentioned, so first week they play Taylor Heineke, right, who, you know, fun story, cool story, uh, not a great quarterback. And then next week they play Drew Brees, who's – what at best like a like a middle of the pack quarterback this year, and that now they're Taylor playing Heineke Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're playing yeah. Aaron Rodgers, who's at worst the second best quarterback in the league this season. And MVP form, likely, MVP form. Right. No, he's winning the MVP. I feel like that's we can yeah. say that now. I think just based off the regular yeah. season. So for sure, it's gonna be a little different than their last two games. Um, 
And then, yeah, Daniel, you mentioned the Packers running backs. Like, the numbers they put up last week, uh, like, they put up a shit ton of, of rush yards. So, I think they could just move the ball any way they want to. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with the Packers here. And I just – also, this might be kind of like – like, I'm just betting on what I want to see because I cannot imagine if Tom Brady makes it to the Super Bowl again after yeah. leaving the Patriots. No. Dude, the amount of stories that I have to hear about, I don't even want to hear it. Like going in, like I'd rather just not see that storyline. No. Just... Bruce Arians, he's not a good enough coach. That's the other thing. He's gonna yeah. do some stupid shit and call some stupid plays. Um, but maybe Brady cancels that out, honestly. But no, now I'm talking myself into the nightmare <laughs> scenario. So that's okay. good. no, <laughs> it really is that. a it's a nightmare scenario for sure, man. I don't think the world even fully understands like what would. <laughs> happen if Brady won another Super Bowl I mean this this guy will he'll never retire dude I'm serious he won't he'll never retire I think he um, said he's gonna play though he's 45 yeah exactly uh also like you mentioned the Packers running game to me right now they have three legit running backs in a they obviously they have uh, Jones but Williams looked really good this past week he's running super hard seems very motivated and I can't think of the name of the they got a bigger running back who's Dylan. kind of been Dylan, Dylan, right? Dylan. Yeah. Dylan's been I mean you know for for a third running back he's looked pretty great so the Packers, they just seem to kind of have it all right now. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan, I think it's AJ Dylan. He yeah, would be getting he'd be getting like eight eight carries per game if he was on the Bills. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Sean McDermott hates or Brian Davle hates Devin Singletary, but yeah. for whatever reason. Okay, this is why it would be a nightmare scenario for America if Tom Brady makes the Super Bowl this year. So you have Floridians. Everyone from Florida, even if they're not from Tampa Bay, they're going to be claiming the Bucks, and they're going to be aggressive as fuck, super loud, obnoxious, all of the above. You'd also have everyone from Boston who is still hitched to the Tom Brady bandwagon, mm-hmm. and they would be claiming the Bucks also. So it would just be – you'd have Floridians and Bostonians just making Two a lot of the worst. Of Two of the worst yeah. people out there. Yeah. <laughs> it Most would be bad. There would be fans in the world. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be a lot of bar fights, even though bars aren't open. It would just be chaos. Um, okay, let's go to yeah. so the AFC Championship. The Bills are here. This is, I mean, this is who should be in the AFC Championship, right? Bills thirteen and three should be fourteen and two if it wasn't for the Hale Murray Chiefs fourteen and two um, in Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City. It's supposed to rain, not snow, but just be rainy. Kansas City is favored by three. So, Daniel, who do you got here? Mahomes, we're assuming he's playing. Yeah, like you mentioned, this was the matchup everyone was kind of expecting, um, as the one I was expecting, at least. And, uh, yeah, this is assuming that Patrick Mahomes is going to play. Uh, I think it's like a 95% chance he plays just because it's the playoffs, and they're already making it seem like he didn't have a concussion. They're already like, oh, Mm -hmm. no, he's fine. Like, we just – it's precautionary reasons. He's in the concussion protocol. I don't think he had a concussion is like the – the storyline they're trying to play. But um, anyways, my pick here is I got the Chiefs minus three. I just think the Chiefs, their offense is, is just – their offensive power is just – it's just too much. And the Bills defense, yeah, it's been good at times, but there are some times where it slips and they give up some a good amount of points and they get into a shootout and they can't get into a shootout with the Chiefs. They played earlier uh, this year. Yeah, it was earlier in the year, so maybe you could throw it out. But – uh, Josh Allen did not have a good game. I know he's a lot better right at this point uh, in the season and he's kind of been rolling lately. So um, he probably, he probably has a lot better game than he did previously, but I just think the chiefs uh, they're just, they're just too good of a team overall. They have too many weapons. Their, their defense is good. They got 
the honey badger ton of takeaways right i think he probably makes a couple big plays in this game as he usually does in big games um like i just think the chiefs are too good of a team and uh they're just gonna go to the super bowl i don't know i got chiefs minus three and i think it's gonna set up for an awesome matchup with hopefully packers versus chiefs uh with two of what i think are the most uh talented quarterbacks of all time right like brady will be go down as the greatest but i think the most skilled quarterbacks of all times was rogers and potentially with mahomes passing him uh, later on in his career so i think it'd be awesome to see those two match up in a super bowl rogers mahomes i really hope it happens so uh, that, those are my picks what do you think what no yeah i gotta agree again with everything you said pretty much uh i just think you know josh allen if the bills are gonna win this game he's got to have an incredible game. I mean, because like we saw uh, last week, we know the Bills are going to throw the ball most of the time, and we also know their defense, they can make plays. But, I mean, you're only going to stop the Chiefs so much, and that's just what we've seen throughout the years. Um, I actually think, though, I think this game is really going to come down to, you mentioned Tyron Matthew. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to make a play. Um, Tyron Matthew has been one of my favorite players since he was in college, and he just seems to be one of those guys that just, he just makes big plays, man. When the Always, man. Well, every, is the big, every big threat. game. Dude. Exactly. Big and it's like crazy. the Chiefs defense is not great as a whole, but they've been great at coming through in big moments and forcing turnovers when it counts the most. And Tyron Matthew, like I just said, he's just – he's a special player. And I would not be shocked to see him, whether it's a fumble or an interception or whatever, make a big play uh, down the stretch. And I think it could come down to that. I think it'll be a really entertaining close game. But I got the Chiefs minus three here. Like you said, I think a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, I think everyone wants to see that. I think the NFL wants to see that. I think, like, rating-wise, that would do incredible incredible ratings. Um, you know who wants to see that the most? State Farm. <laughs> Dude, yeah, for real. that's a fact, actually. Uh, there's, I can't imagine the commercials that they're going to run during the Super Bowl if that happens. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I just both think, of them? Yeah, they either run yeah, that commercial. No, like, no, like crazy. It's going to be wild. Um but no, I think, yeah, the Bills just, they didn't show me enough last week. I, part of me wanted to pick them uh, heading into this week, but like I said, they just didn't do enough last week offensively. So I'm going Chiefs minus three. All right. I was going to go with the Chiefs, but then we would all be picking the exact same game. So yeah. I'm going to just go with Buffalo <laughs> here because, let's see, if we all pick the same games, I can't, I can't even tie Daniel. So I have to go one different. So I'm going with the – I'm just going to go with go. the Bills. Why not? Uh, maybe I'll just go with the fact that, yeah, they did play earlier this year. It was a weird game. Like, it, I don't know. The Bills just weren't the same team back then, I feel like. Uh, yeah, it was like week five or something like that, right? Week yeah. Six, was it? It, was, yeah. it was pretty early. It was super early. And even if – the thing, okay, so even if Mahomes – even if he's fully back from his concussion or rear naked chokehold, whatever it was, he also was, like, limping around. Like, his ankle definitely wasn't – right so that's you know something to watch out for um and the chiefs don't really have much of a run game so i think the bills look really you know their defense look pretty terrible against the colts because the colts could do a little of both like they obviously jonathan taylor and and hines like they have two good running backs so that opened up their pass game but we saw it with the ravens like if you can only do one thing against the bills it's not you know it's not the end of the world um so i guess i'm banking on that the uh the bills should be able to no one can stop the chiefs but i don't know i mean the bills offense is looking like kind of firing on all cylinders hopefully cole beasley's back i don't i don't know but yeah i'm just gonna go with the bills here just for just 
for hope. You know, I'm just trying to put some hope out. No, it's smart. Strategically, that's smart for the totals. And because if I get that one wrong, Wyatt can't catch me because he missed that week. So I'm basically (laughs) like worst case, second place. I have to go out on a limb to possibly tie for first. So I'm getting a third place with a fat asterisk, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can make the asterisk however big you want it to be. But uh, (laughs) man, so what about. Okay, what's the best? Okay, so we all think, I mean, realistically, we think it's going to be Green Bay, Kansas City, right? Um, is I that like so. the matchup you'd want to see the most? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, like I mentioned, I think these are the two most talented quarterbacks uh, of all time. And yeah, I wasn't around for the Marino era, right? So I can't like <laughs> say that, but like from what I've seen, right, talent-wise and their abilities, dude, they would just be such a fun Super Bowl, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, being a Charger fan, it's, you know, it's hard. I hate the Chiefs. Like, I should hate the Chiefs, but they're just so fun to watch sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to, like, you know, really stay true to that feeling. Um, I already said, you know, I, I can't watch Brady play in the Super Bowl. So, definitely, I, I want to see the Packers get in there. I wouldn't mind. I think a Bills-Packers Super Bowl would be a lot of fun, too. But at the end of the day, yeah, you want to see the best go against the best. And I think Mahomes and Rodgers right now, they're the best. So, I think that would be the most fun. Yeah, and also, yeah. like I said, mentioned earlier, leading up to the Super Bowl, I don't want to see all the Brady this and the Brady. It's right. just going to be nonstop. Yeah. Brady did it without Belichick. It's like we've heard it like a thousand. I don't know. I just think like first weird. take would be – is no, Brady. everything. It would just – it would be it would be SportsCenter first take, like PTI. Yeah. Like anything you watch on SportsCenter would just be Brady did it. Hey, guys, Brady yeah. made it. Like, <laughs> Like yeah, we get it. Like we we saw the scores from last week. Like we know he's in the, <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's Man, but I think these should be incredible matchups. Like I would be surprised if either of these games are. I mean, do you think like maybe Kansas City Buffalo is like the you know best potential for a blowout just because Kansas City is that good? But I don't see it happening. I really don't. I yeah. think it's going to be a close game. I'm just the, well, I think if the, both teams the, are too good. For a blowout, I think the Packers would be more the yeah. blowout the Bucks because yeah. if Brady like like yeah, Brady's been playing good of a late, but he's also had a couple games this year where you're like, yo, I, he's right. looking pretty old yeah. to me like, I, with some of his I don't know some of his throws. So um, we'll see. We have we haven't had this, we haven't seen Brady actually have to like make you know like try and make throws to come back from a late. Like we mentioned with the Saints, right. the Saints turned the ball over and kind of gave you know, Brady controlled the game. Same with obviously the Washington. Like what if the Packers get up by 10 or, you know, two scores somehow, like can Brady make those throws? I mean, he has the weapons too, obviously. But... Well, especially if it's snowing too. Like, yeah, he's played mm-hmm. in the snow his whole career. I, I understand that, but he's also older. Doesn't have as much throwing. I mean, yeah, he has probably the same amount of throwing as last year, maybe, but like it's definitely decreased. So I'm making those throws in the snow if it's windy as well. I mean, I'm interested to see mm-hmm. how that plays a factor into it. And the Packers just played in that weather last week. It was like a yeah. light snowfall. It wasn't really that bad, but still, I mean, it's they're just so used to playing that. No, I think similar to Breeze, if, if Brady were to have kind of like a stinker game, like a three interception where, you know, it's very obvious that his play kind of hurt his team from and prevented them from winning the game. I think that would, kind of shift to the opposite narrative of him going to the Super Bowl where it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, how much longer is Brady really can he play? I mean, I know he's under contract for one more year, but is he going to play beyond that? So that would be interesting just in itself. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be – man, maybe I should just call him sick to work because I want to watch both these <laughs> games. But <laughs> really good hopefully they'll play it like, I don't know, 
on some some like big maybe they could play it they played the saints uh uh bucks game on the jumbotron like during the super early warm-ups last week but oh there you go that's cool i don't know if they'll be able to do that next time because it seems like too early or too close to tip off but all right so we'll just playoff, recap really i bet you the players will request it you know what i'm saying like, yeah honestly like yo throw that shit up there yeah. <laughs> yeah this is just a regular <laughs> season basketball game you know? yeah, yeah we got the playoffs a, up in here yeah. like it's a regular season NBA COVID game. There's no fans. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> no, I bet you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I just want to say, I'm looking at ESPN right now, and it says the Knicks, <laughs> it says the Knicks are beating the Warriors 68-0. to zero. That can't be true. But anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm that's not correct. Well, <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Maybe the Knicks are just real this season. Yeah. 68 to 63. Oh, okay. That, zero. That makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know why mine says zero. It's so weird. <laughs> But okay, let's just recap really quick. So we got two picks. Daniel, you have two picks. Oh yeah, I got Green Bay minus three, Kansas City minus three. I got Green Bay minus three, Kansas City minus three. Yep, I got Green Bay, but then flip the script. Buffalo plus three. Let's go, Buffalo. Yo, can we, uh, can we do a little little quick uh, Chargers corner here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. First, 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 I just wanted to make a. <laughs> little statement on Philip Rivers, you know, just shout oh, yeah. out to my boy. Farewell. Congratulations <laughs> to on, his, uh, on his retirement. And I just want to say to all the fucking haters out there, Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. There's no debating it. There's no nothing to talk about. The guy's a Hall of Famer. I know we like to talk about rings and shit, but like I've said earlier in the podcast, coming together, everything kind of lining up to win a championship is, is something that goes beyond just a one single player's personal abilities. Um, and obviously, you know, he plays for a franchise that how many times have the Chargers played in the Super Bowl? Exactly one time. We have zero Super Bowl wins uh, ever since we merged with the AFL into the NFL. So um, if that tells you anything, it tells me that it's a shitty franchise that d- couldn't get Philip Rivers what he needed to get to, uh, to get there. So shut up, everybody. He's a Hall of Famer. Stop talking about it. I'm looking at you, Neil Everett of fucking Sports Center. Fucking, uh, <laughs> Why does he no, hate no. Philip Rivers? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um, he probably had a bad encounter with him or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe Philip Rivers slept with his wife. Who knows? But uh, also, I just want to say, you know, shout out Brandon Staley. Very excited to see him coming in. Obviously, yeah, you know, be. I've always be. been a fan of McVay. Uh, and, you know, I think the NFL seems to be trending toward these kind of younger, uh, very, you know, uh, cerebral bright-minded coaches and I think he kind of fits that bill and so I'm, I'm really excited to see what he's able to do moving forward with the Chargers I think they're in good hands and uh yeah that's a good hire definitely yeah, yeah especially the you guys' young defensive core with with Derwin James yeah and if they could stay healthy then you have like you know Rams if, yeah, type. If Derwin James well no no I mean I'm praying right because I mean if, if he gets another one it's kind of then you start looking at him like ah, like is this guy gonna be able to play anymore yeah but, honestly one more Big injury might be like, all right, yeah. then. But I, I really do think that these were kind of fluky injuries. And, like, we saw what happened to Clay Thompson. Guy played his whole career was, you yeah. know, never got injured. And then to have back-to-back. Sometimes this shit just – it's just weird like that, you know. It's unpredictable and it just happens. Um, so, hopefully that's just the case with him and it's not just something with his body where he's just constantly getting injured. But, yeah, I think moving forward, if he could stay healthy, you know, we just signed Joey Bosa to a long contract and Kenneth Murray had a – look pretty good toward the end of the season in his rookie year. I think defensively the Chargers have a lot to, to go on, and then obviously they got a lot of pieces on the offense. And if the coaching staff can just kind of bring it all together, I think this should be a team that should be really good next year and challenge the best of uh, the NFL.
Daniel, what because we're gonna do the that podcast where it's it's a uh, I'm the referee basically of a heavyweight fight, you versus Wyatt, Rams versus Chargers <laughs> season preview. Uh, we didn't do it this year. Uh, like what I mentioned to you, that's a great hire by the Chargers. Great, I have no negative, nothing negative to say about that. <laughs> amazing hire. Also, they got they got Justin Herbert, amazing young QB, yeah. better than Goff already. You know what I'm saying? So I got nothing but the Rams. I mean, dude, we have the best nose tackle to ever play the game. Probably number two, number three defensive player of all time in Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey, the shutdown corner. The shutdown, the, the, the closest thing that there is to uh, there was to Darrell Revis back in his shutdown days. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of level he's playing at. For sure. Best, best year of his career after we signed him to the extension. Um, so we're chilling, man. And we got Sean McVay, dude, young Belichick. <laughs> yeah. He is just genius. <laughs> Yo, how pissed, how pissed would they be if fucking Staley got a Super Bowl before? Oh, him? Oh I know the uh, new defensive coordinator, the Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta uh, uh, Falcons interim, who was the, the – Oh, Raheem the, Morris. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, he's good. His, he's really That's good. That's actually so – yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked on that hire. Uh, I think moving forward, he's just, we're really – Did you guys see, him. too, that uh, Staley tried to hire the Rams offensive coordinator and McVay oh. blocked he it? He said, hell no. Well, <laughs> McVay does calls all the plays, though. Right, no, that's why, I mean, he would have taken that job because technically it's a promotion because he would have had more responsibility. But like yeah. I said, if you're under contract as a coordinator, your coach has to give you permission to leave, and he didn't do that. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't blame him. You know, you just lost your defensive coordinator. and You don't want to use your – He was probably like, dude, just wait yeah. one year, all right? right. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I'll let you yeah. call a couple more plays, dude. Like, damn. Yeah. Okay, wait, why? You said how pissed would McVay be if Staley got a Super Bowl before him? Yeah, he would go full American Psycho and probably. Yeah, murder that's what I'm saying. Especially, dude. Especially saying the Clippers are going to win a championship. Dude, especially if Lafleur, <laughs> if Lafleur gets one this year, because Lafleur oh. was the Rams' offensive coordinator three years ago or four years ago. Um, so if Lafleur gets one this year and then Staley got one before McVay, McVay <laughs> might start. He might start moving on to like yeah, some harder amphetamines, not just right. Adderall. <laughs> yeah. He might start just doing straight men. Right, like right, right, right. He might upgrade from rosé to whiskey or who knows. But yeah. That's what would happen if one of his coordinators gets a Super Bowl ring first. <laughs> He's going to start drinking real alcohol. <laughs> All right. We'll wrap the episode up there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Ball Till You Fall podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please like, rate, subscribe, follow, download, all the above. Uh, we're Honestly, we're going to keep releasing episodes even if you guys don't do any of the above. But It'll just make us feel better about ourselves if we see that people are listening and, you know, downloading and basically just enjoying the episodes. So be a nice person today. Uh, please spread the word. Uh, the world needs more nice people out there. So just search Ball Till You Fall podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or basically just anywhere that you listen to podcasts out there. Again, we really appreciate the support and we'll talk to you next episode.